I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, hello, and welcome to Cars and Macabre. I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. And today we're going to talk about Halloween, our favourite time of year. I'm so excited to talk about this, because although it's not directly linked to to Cars and the Macabre per se, it's still a very big part of our lives. Oh, absolutely. And we are Cars of the Macabre. Yeah, Halloween isn't just for Halloween, it's for life. It really is. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's every day. Um... And we all know that Halloween is a multi-billion pound industry and it's probably best known for costumes, sweets, decorations and pumpkins, but we're going to talk about its origins. Because that's the really interesting bit. Yeah, and how it's kind of changed over the years to suit sort of contemporary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this holiday was, it was massive in America, but it has in this country in the last 10 years, it's got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, definitely. Um, so why do you love Halloween? Why do I love Halloween? Um, it, I think it just comes from my nature, the fact that I'm weird and dark and spooky and yeah, and, and I love witches and things like that. So I'm yeah. obsessed with like all the witch trials, whether they're in America, like with um, Salem or here with Pendle and all of that lot. So, and I, I'm just drawn to things like serial killers and And i think halloween's the one time of the year where it's okay to be like yeah i'm i'm a spooky bitch yeah even though it is okay every day for us but you know yeah um halloween's the one time where we can go look at me i'm i'm spooky yeah i'm proud spooky and proud proud so i started putting up decorations on the first of september of course because september is halloween eve but i do it in stages so there's like phase one which is just (laughs) put in in a few ceramic pumpkins here and there so my boyfriend doesn't notice too much although he does and then by the first of October there's bats on the wall there's candles there's bats in the bathroom this time Halloween towels I've got yeah I noticed those they're really awesome they are very cool and a giant spider like on my loft I've got like a weird loft which is it looks like a little hobbit door because um, I live in a, a, a converted barn and so there's a massive spider on there and see in my head I like oh I'm going to put up loads of decorations but because I don't like clutter yeah I always actually end up taking it back a bit yeah but it always looks really classy the way that you do it it's not Thanks, tacky even though we love a bit of tack well, we do love a little bit of tack <laughs> but I do I try and keep it in keeping with the nature of my house which is a bit bananas but well, it works. Do you put up Halloween decorations? Um, I'd like to do more, but like we've got like this rattan pumpkin, yeah, um, that has like little LED lights on. I've got one of those ones. Yeah. Um, she got from Sainsbury's. It's amazing. Oh, that's where I got mine from. Yeah, and then I, um, there's like some candles and things like that. Yeah, I, I didn't do it last year. Yeah, um, but this year I'd like to sort of do a bit more. But again, we're trying to not overly clutter. Yeah, exactly. I think, and I think because we're spooky anyway, if you just slot a few bits in, it's just like, oh, well, it's Halloween here all year round yeah. anyhow. So. Absolutely. Although our doormat for the past year has been a Halloween one. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Because <laughs> I haven't I, removed it. I was going to get one and then I just sort of, I've forgotten. I'm like, I have to rein myself in, otherwise it gets a bit crazy. Yeah, but it's a doormat. You could have that one outside. And and I could do, couldn't I? And I, I don't really celebrate Christmas, so Halloween is... It just, con- it just continues <laughs> into Nightmare Before Christmas, yes, obviously. So, well, we're obviously big fans of Halloween, being spooky biatches. So the origins of Halloween began 2,000 years ago in Ireland. That doesn't which, surprise me. It feels like a very Celtic thing. Exactly. And I, I'm of Irish ancestry as well as Swedish, Austrian... And being born in England, so a bit of a mix-up. So you've got the Irish, I've got the Scottish. Yes, 
Um, and with all the other bits that you said. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're an amalgamation, aren't we? I'd say mongrels. You could, you could say that. You could say that. We're mutts. Mutts. I like that. <laughs> Spooky mutts. So it was part of a mystical festival called Sarwin, but it's actually spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Samhain. Yeah, yeah, but it's pronounced Sarwin. Mm. I've had to spell it like phonetically for myself <laughs> because, you know, me. Um, and it means that basically summer's at the end. Yep. It's a change of seasons and you're about to head into the dark, ominous time of the year. Nice. I'm telling you this like you don't know. I know you know all this, but this is obviously for, for our listeners. Tell me again. Yeah. Never sick of hearing about Halloween. So, to be fair, some of this, I knew some of it and some of it I didn't know. So mm. it's quite interesting. Um, so during the Sarwin, Celtic, Celtic, oh God, Celtic druids dressed in spooky costumes. May I? Celtic. Celtic. <laughs> Is Celtic a football team? Mm-hmm. For God's sake. <laughs> right, rewind. <laughs> during the Sarwin, Celtic druids dressed in spooky costumes and gathered around a big bonfire where they offered sacrifices to appease the spirits. Same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Friday night basically, isn't it? Um, and this was believed to be the time of year when the veil between our world and the spirit world was at its thinnest. Yes. So, again, that's true of three o'clock in the morning. Or between 12 and 3. Witching, Witching hour. hour. So, you know, this obviously takes it up to another level oh, yeah. of spookiness. And so this is when the dead could potentially interact with the living. Love that. Because the veil's all, all thin and stuff. So one of the spooky beings associated with this time of year, back in Ireland 2,000 years ago, is the she. Now, the she was a dark entity who is... It, it used to be an angel, mm-hmm. but then it was cast out for uh, the punishment of because it uh, pride. Oh, Satan! <laughs> so yeah, so basically, basically like a fallen angel. Um, and sorry, I've lost my place. So they could appear as um, beautiful women, mm-hmm. um, and they they would tempt men with their captivating voices, um, and they also returned to communicate with their loved ones oh, okay so it's kind of like a, a two-way thing um and they were said to know the future as well if you could know the future would you no yeah no because then i feel like you'd end up changing stuff so the future would change anyway yeah true that i'd like to know the lottery numbers winning lotto numbers <laughs> yeah that'd be sick but you know apart from that i'm, I'm good no. i'm anxious enough as it is babe <laughs> yeah just, just, just surprise me with it. Yeah, I'll deal with it at the time. Exactly. No I'm point just... worrying twice. No, that is true. That is true. You can thank Goober for that one. We need to put that on some sort of T-shirt, I think. So um, at this time, it was also believed that you could access information from the spirit world. So um, the people celebrating Sarwin wanted to see what was to come ahead at the dark time of year because, they, you know, it was very ominous. They were worried about it. It's cold. Obviously, there's less food around, so they're like, what's going to happen? Mm. You know, I, don't, I'm, I doubt they shouted on corners, what's going to happen? Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing that. Just easy <laughs> That's anxiety. What I just what's going on, mate? What's happening? What's happening? So the Roman Catholics wanted to adapt this spooky situation to be more Christian. Of course. So they replaced Sarwin with a day to celebrate saints instead, which was known as All Hallows Day. And that was on November 1st. Yes. So therefore, the 31st of October became All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Um, which has now become known as Halloween. Yay! So that's where that came from. Um, and these traditions like migrated over to America in the 19th century when the Irish refugees went over there yeah. um, to get away from the potato famine at the time so yeah. they took a lot of traditions with them um sought refuge in america and america went we like this we're, we're all keeping gonna do it. this yeah so you know you're welcome america came <laughs> came from us so um, and this sparked an absolute obsession with the spirit world there was a lot of death and destruction in america at the time due to the civil war yeah um so people's minds were sort of they were already set on a macabre setting you know, there was a lot of bad things happening. And they wanted to know what had happened to their loved ones in the war. 
you know, because it, that's awful, just not knowing. Yeah, especially because so many were unidentified or they exactly. just went missing. Exactly, stuff, yeah. exactly. Um, and people wanted to see beyond that veil. Um, and this is where seances sort of come into the spooky picture. Mm -hmm. So it is all leading from... Sarwin, yeah, or what we know is how say because during the 1900s is when seances in England became really big as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and interesting enough because the, the spiritualism was massive then, and there's been a big resurgence in it here over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I I wonder if it's because of the pandemic and you know it might might have been like a bit of a trigger to start it all off again. Oh, it could have been. It's quite interesting. So. People's thoughts shift to more spiritual things at this time um, because they are focusing on the darker side and, and this, this is where it all began. So paranormal experts report an increase in activity on Halloween, which makes complete sense as there is so much energy fueling the unknown mm -hmm. um, and everyone is thinking about supernatural. Yeah. So it makes total sense that either people's senses would be heightened and maybe they think they're seeing more or they are seeing more thing. Yeah, yeah so I, I feel like it could be I mean I believe in energy and mm -hmm. spiritual things so I could it could be that and it could be the other so well, that's quite cool um and as we're surrounded by all things eerie the idea of dressing up as they did during Sarwin has continued so they used to dress up but it was you know it wasn't like a clown or anything no wasn't it something to do with um so that anything evil that was sort of breaching the veil would think, oh, they're one of us, um, essentially. Yeah, ish. That sort of came along a bit later. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that's basically the idea of the costumes yeah. is disguise. So, um, and uh, so, so that's continued, but it has evolved, like we say, it has evolved. So some sources say that costumes were adorned to enable folks to disguise themselves as ghoulish creatures to collect offerings from their neighbours. And again, this reflected the origins of Sarwin um, and people wore disguises uh, as a way to protect themselves from the dark side. Oh. So there you go. So yeah, that's basically what it is, what yeah. you said. So, But it's changed a bit now. Although, I don't know, because I feel like when you put a scary costume on, it's like, you know, I have the power. No? <laughs> I don't know. What I don't get is why everyone has to be a slutty something. Yeah. My favourite costume is when we went to Jess's birthday party yep. and we were dressed up as the Mansons. Yeah, that was genius, Me and guys. Absolutely and genius. Fact, he looked exactly like Charles Manson. Yeah. I, I think, think you're the only guy that can pull off a sock and sandal sitch. <laughs> I mean, and also how comfy is that as well? Yeah, it was super comfy. So, you know... Yeah, that, that that was really cool. And then we stayed we stayed in this stately home and kind of went around the gardens at night and took pictures and things, didn't we? Oh, that was awesome. It was yeah. really good. Um, so the masks are said to come from um, disguised begging. So this came along a bit later. So people were wearing cloaks and things like that to cover themselves up. The masks were a little bit of a later edition. Um, and apparently that came from Europe. Um, as Halloween kind of kicked off the season of masquerade balls mm -hmm. which is when people would wear masks um it was a big thing back then so it sort of crossed over and um so they were associated with a social scene as well as this kind of disguised begging so then it literally has just crossed over into halloween so it's yeah. become a social thing and a disguise which i think was really interesting and what Began as like really disturbing disguises. There were these like handmade masks. I'll find some pictures and put them on Instagram. And they were just really gnarly. <laughs> I think because they were so janky, it just made them even gnarlier. They yeah. were just like, oh, that's really scary. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, because they were so simple and they were so janky, they, they were basically alarming. But that then over the years began to morph into other characters. Um, and as the demand for Halloween increased, people wanted more things. Yeah. So, you know, they wanted more characters. They wanted more more choice. So, you know, like demons, angels, clowns, stuff like that. So, and then bringing into popular culture think, uh, characters from, say, horror movies and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, so that, that exactly, that sort of came up a little bit later. So basically off-the-shelf costumes started to become available at this time and the, the initial ones were, were mostly um, 
Pirates was was a big oh, one. I love that. I had to write pirates because I love pirates and outlaws of society. Mm-hmm. So some people would dress as I mean I don't want to call them outlaws of society, but at the time they were referred to as that. Yeah. Um, hobos, which is what they were called at the time as well. <laughs> yeah. So this is all appropriate to the time. Um, just basically they channeled the sort of weird and unknown and a bit frightening and and just had a bit of a laugh for the day. It sounds like when you're saying like outlaws and pirates and hobos and stuff like that, it's they were channeling um, the real menaces of society. So they were real. Yeah, exactly. People, like, yeah. you know, real characters out there yeah. that were quite frightening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah that's the thing. Like, characters they were actually scared of. So, which is really cool. I mean, and yeah, pirates are a whole other thing. I don't know how we can connect that to Cars and Macabre, but we'll find a way because it's just awesome. So then, you know, costumes continue to evolve and you can basically become someone or something else, anything at Halloween is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, rules go out the window um, and it's all about reinvention. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things have you dressed up as before? You dressed up for Halloween? I've done a pirate. Yeah. Of course. Um, oh, gosh, now, mm, obviously the Mansons. I went as Sweeney Todd. Oh, I did an amazing Sweeney Todd. I'll find a photo and then we can put that one on Instagram yeah, as brilliant. well. That was years ago. I think that might have been my favourite costume. That's very that good. That and um, Sexy Sadie from the Manson family. Yeah, that yeah. was really good as well. Um, but yeah, my Sweeney Todd was banging. You have to find pictures of that and then yeah. we'll definitely put them on Instagram. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, obviously a witch mm-hmm. and things like that. I remember um, my family, uh, me, mum, dad and Richard, we all travelled up to... Scotland we were staying there with them some of my dad's family and um me and some of my cousins we went around dressed as St Trinians I love that as well and that was that was awesome like we were proper like the misfit St Trinians not the sexy St Trinians yeah no yeah. the old school proper scary St Trinians so it was like pigtails real like dis in disarray freckles all of that lot little torn up schoolgirl outfit like disheveled hoons basically yeah. what i look like on a daily basis just <laughs> not in a school uniform anymore that is the aesthetic we have adopted for everyday life absolutely <laughs> oh i love that that's awesome what about you oh you didn't you do an alice i well, that was for a birthday oh okay for halloween because uh, i love dressing up and i like making or customizing the costume so i've been quite a lot of things but for halloween i've been halloween mini mouse yeah so I got an official Minnie Mouse costume, which is was for like a 13-year-old. And then I just basically altered it so it fit me. Yeah. Um, and that has like the ears. It's got like a, the skirt looks like a pumpkin. It's amazing. I've worn that twice, actually. because Well, I wore it at Jess's yeah. birthday, which is Halloween. I've been Corpse Bride. I love that. And I made everything for that. I made the corset. I painted ribs on it. I did all like blue and grey like skin makeup mm-hmm. I had a, a tattered veil like a tattered skirt I went all out I love that and um, that was in Brighton when I was living in Brighton so I don't think anyone else I was with was dressed up <laughs> other people in Brighton were but I think out of I know I think maybe my friend was like a, a creepy doll or something but yeah it was that that was awesome I still got that somewhere and I was a pirate obviously of ofs I've been a pirate a few times um and then recently for my friend Paul's 50th okay so it wasn't actually a Halloween party but it was in September so for me that's Halloween Eve yeah and his theme was sports so I went as Chrissy who is the cheerleader from series four of Stranger Things right which again homework babe so you know what I'm talking about (laughs) Because I already had a Hawkins High jacket, so then I just had to, yeah, buy the like the the pom poms and little bits in between, which I got off Amazon. And and the only thing I sort of refrained from was doing the creepy bloody eyes. So I went as Chrissy when she was alive. Oh, okay. Cool. In Stranger Things. So um, spoiler alert: she dies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she dies early on, and it's quite horrific. Um, but. Yeah, because I've got red hair now, so it's just it just all worked. Got ribbon for my hair. Oh, Loved it. Only some cute. people got it, mm. but I quite like that. Because obviously it was a sport thing. Yeah. Then I was like, but also it's Halloween. Mm. But yeah, I didn't do, this, didn't do the scary eyes because I don't think Paul would have appreciated that. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I've probably been more things as well, but they're the ones that kind of stick out. Yeah. Um, are we going to dress up when we go to 
Oh, okay. So this would have already been Halloween. Have we dressed up for this Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> um, possibly. It's the thing we could. We need to do something. Oh, yeah, defo. I've got a T-shirt that... Uh, actually, I got this last year a T-shirt that just says, this is my Halloween costume. <laughs> and I wore that in Vegas last year and went to Halloween. Oh, I could wear my ghost face jumper. There you maybe. go. And I've got a T-shirt, um, Buffalo Bills as well, which is Amazing. quite cool. Yeah. Okay, we've got stuff. We can figure it out. Comes with free basket. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can wear like some sort of dealy boppers. Yeah, if we can. Yeah. We might deem that as a health and safety issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point, actually, because I went um, to the, on the Hollywood Haunted Hayride mm. a couple of years ago and we dressed up and no one else there was dressed up. And Ant had this amazing crow like mask. Oh wow! Because obviously, you know, you go to Halloween stores in America. Yeah. Just imagine what the costumes are like. Um, and yeah, he had to take his mask off. <laughs> we were like, it's Halloween though. <laughs> Stop spoiling off. It was really weird. That was cool because that was set in an abandoned zoo in Hollywood. Oh. Very very cool. Very cool. Different. Yeah, it's really famous. Um. Right, so have you ever done trick-or-treating when you've gone out? That is very much an American thing, I think. Yeah, um, when I was up in Scotland, we did trick-or-treating. Yeah. Obviously, as a little one, probably did with my parents. Mm. Um, but I think I stopped doing that quite early on. Yeah. Um, there was a time, it was after 9-11, there's a place where I used to live and it was um, a lot of... Um, military people. And yep. after 9-11, because, you know, them being American... that that was the place you would go because you'd get all of the sweets and everything like yeah. that and all the real good stuff and all the American candy. And then after 9-11, nobody was opening their doors and stuff. Oh, that's Yeah, really so sad. I think around my area, it kind of died out quite quickly. Aww. Yeah, after 9-11. Oh, that's kind of a shame. Yeah. So, well, I, I can't remember doing trick-or-treating and I think maybe it's slightly more of a modern thing, but also... I th- I feel like British people are a little bit more suspicious of everybody. Yeah. You always say you don't take um, sweets from strangers. But on this that, day... That's absolutely sh- fine. I've literally written that down here. Oh, really? <laughs> don't say take strangers... St- oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was possessed okay. by You're something. with friends. You know what I mean. Right, so trick-or-treating. So mischief has always been associated with this time of year and lots of pranks or tricks were carried out by the asbos of the day. Mm-hmm. And groups of hoons causing trouble. And, and there was talk of banning Halloween because all of the carry-on, um, you know, was, was really scaring people. Because it was just basically like the purge on a night. Yeah, well, it just escalates, doesn't it? Yeah, it, that's the thing. It, does, it might start off as a bit of fun, but then it gets a little bit too much fun. And not fun in the end. Yeah. Um, so... Some clever people thought it would be a better idea to leave these oiks offerings. Oh, to be like, yeah. if you don't cause trouble, we'll bribe you with some sweet things. I mean, you could do that to me. Yeah, I mean, you know. And, and you know, they were sort of like hoping to curb the craziness with yeah. kind of bribes, basically. Um, and this reflects actually on the older aforementioned traditions as well as souling. Um, where prayers would be offered up to lost loved ones, loved ones on All Souls Day, and beggars would go from door to door requesting a sweet treat in exchange for their prayers too. Oh, so that's kind of a nice thing. That's the thing. Yeah. There's, there's actually really lovely things all tied in with this as well. Yeah, and well, it, you know, it's completely changed over the years to what it is now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's like all the originality and the original meanings and things like that. Just. It's, well, it's not really there anymore. We're, we're bringing it back. It's consumerism. No, we're bringing it back. And, and having consumerism as well, because that's quite fun. Because yeah. I, I like, like Halloween sweets. sweets. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they were kind of buying people off. So throwing Halloween parties for kids and bribing them with sugar um, basically distracted them from just hooning about the place. Mm. So that's where the kids' parties came from. So it was like, okay, well, instead of the kids roaming around on the streets, let's get them in one place, have a party. We can watch them and just keep giving them sweets until yeah. they go home. And maybe that's where, like, Bob and for Apples came into it. It's like, you won't misbehave or I'm going to just dunk you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, actually, because I've got that written down. But that, I never even thought about that. And that is, that, yeah. I mean, Basically waterboarding. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit 
grim, but a possibility. <laughs> you know where my mind goes. <laughs> so this basically grew into um, kids going door to door. So there'd be parties, but then also kind of mixing the souling in with the trick-or-treating. They mm-hmm. would go door to door and they would say, give us a treat or get a trick. Yeah. So again, it was like, give me some sweets or I'm going to egg your house or whatever TP. they would do. <laughs> TP the house, exactly. So And then in rebuttal to that, people start putting razor blades and shit into sweets. <laughs> Talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's that's how trick-or-treating started. It was to bribe the Asbos. Nice. To be like, calm down, I've had enough of this. Have some sweets. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not an Asbo, but you can always bribe me with sweet things. Yeah. I don't even know if... So Asbos is very much a British thing. I don't actually know if they do it anymore. So it stands for Antisocial Behavioural Order. Yeah. But what was happening was, this was quite a few years ago... People were like, yeah, I've got an ASBO. Like a status thing. It was a status thing. So I believe it's not a thing anymore. Mm. It's just become like a. I think the order still is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not so much as, oh, I've got an ASBO. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because, okay, good for you. I think it's funny. You don't get anything apart from everyone thinking you're a knob. Well, that's it. But maybe (laughs) that's some people's goals, you know? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, so trick or, as we said, trick-or-treating isn't quite as big here um, because the Brits tend to be a bit more suspicious of people and also don't want to give away free stuff. We trust um, no one. Yeah, exactly. And it's a case of if the house is really decorated, then you're likely to yeah. get treats when you go there. But if it's not decorated, you know, they're probably going to call the police. Um, and also... They're probably worried, you know, people are worried about teenagers because teens start drinking very young in this country. Oh, yeah, they do. And they will obviously then go out and be part of the trick-or-treating. So, you know, they probably don't mind giving treats to kids, but they don't really want... Any trouble. Trouble. So, you know, it's kind of understandable here. So this then takes us on to lethal candy. Yay. Which you already mentioned. Um, So basically it was people tampering with treats. And, you know, as Halloween grows and the traditions change, it does become more creepy because more creepy stuff starts happening. Well, I mean, it's a great opportunity for people to get away with horrible things. Exactly. So, as we were saying earlier, candy from strangers... Um, and Stranger Danger was just completely abandoned on this night. <laughs> it was like, everything we've told you before now, ignore Forget it. Forget it. Exactly. Um, and in 1974, a child died from poison candy on Halloween night. He was actually killed by his father. Oh, my God. So it wasn't a stranger giving him candy. It was his, it was his dad giving him candy. Um, and then there's been rumours of razor blades and glass in candy in America. Yeah. The truth is... May have only happened a couple of times. Okay. Um, oh, okay, that's bad enough. But there's no particular, this happened on this day by this person. It was more, it was a bit of a rumour mill thing. Okay. And it just kind of sparked this sort of mass hysteria and urban legends. Uh, okay, so there wasn't yeah. actually a lot to it. Um, there were, at the time, so I remember over here, way back when, people were contaminating baby formula. They were contaminating um, oh, I didn't food and things like that. So that's why the packaging changed. And you've got, when you open the lid on something, on a jar, it pops. Yeah. Because you know it's been sealed. So if it doesn't, you don't go for it. Whereas before, it used to be very easy for people to put things in food and just put the jar, jar lid back on. Yeah, so that's true. Um, and that was nothing to do with Halloween. But I think, you know, sometimes it tends to the... the, the the reality turns into an urban legend and... Everything just across. gets spoiled. Everything good gets spoiled. I know. So so now we're going to talk about pumpkins. Yay. Do, do pumpkins have pumpkins out? Um, yeah, so last, <laughs> last year we... No, not last year. The year before we went, there's a pumpkin patch near us. <gasps> and we got a ton of pumpkins. Amazing. A ton of pumpkins. They're really, like all different sort of um, shapes, sizes, colours, that kind of thing. And... I've done some pumpkin carving. I did a really good Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I think I tend to... I've got some, like, um, some porcelain 
Oh, they're not porcelain. That's a lie. They're just made out of <laughs> ceramic. Ceramic, ceramic, yeah. Ceramic pumpkins. Um, or it's like a little set. It's orange, black, and white, and they've got little gold stalks, and it says "boo" on them. Again, you do Halloween classy. Well, yeah, but I got them from a really. I think I believe they came from Home Bargains last year. Oh, nice. And then I just put them all in the loft and get them out again. I've got one real pumpkin, but what I did before was I got loads, and then I didn't know what to do with them, and they weren't doing like food collections for recycling at the time. Yeah. So I just left them outside, and they just rotted, and Aunt told me off. Yeah, that yeah. So I've just got like reusable ones now. Yeah. It's it's a much better idea, and it's you know it's not wasteful then. Exactly. Mm. A lot of all my Halloween stuff basically goes back in a box, goes in the loft, and I get it back out again. Although yeah. we do add to it every so often. Oh, it has to be done. I have cushion covers this year, which I didn't have last year. Yeah, so, very you know. nice. Thank you. And I've got pumpkins on them as well. So carving pumpkins actually began as carving turnips which would um, be hollowed out and they'd be sort of like made into grotesque faces like carved on one side and they were used to scare away evil spirits from your house and this started in Ireland. Mm, so this okay. really started at the beginning when Sarwin did. And the name jack-o'-lantern, which is more of a, an American yeah, term, definitely. Um, is said to come from a very drunk Irish man called Jack who caused so much trouble that the devil got jealous... He tried to take Jack to hell, but Jack outwitted him with tricks. And then eventually, basically, the devil gave up and agreed not to drag him into the pits of hell. But then when Jack died, he goes up to heaven and they're like, uh, no way, mate, you're a troublemaker. You're not getting in here. So he went down to hell to try his luck with Lucifer. And he was like, no, mate, I basically said, I'm not taking you to hell. So I'm not taking you to hell. So he was sort of condemned to roam our world as a spirit, mm-hmm. lighting his way through the dark nights with a lantern. Jack ah. lantern. So uh, that's maybe where the, the light from inside the pumpkin comes from. Oh, okay. Well, at least you know how to get out of hell. Just piss off the big man down there. Just be a cool, drunk Irish person. Be an asby. Exactly. <laughs> so I thought that, I didn't know that story. And I thought it was brilliant. And I love the fact that came, that was an Irish thing. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. So that's, and, and, but that obviously literally went from Ireland to America because that's not... We don't say jack-o'-lantern over here, do no, we? No, no, no. It's, it's just pumpkins. Yeah. Um, and obviously pumpkins are synony- synonymous with Halloween because of the time of year they grow. Um, and some troublemakers, like the Asbos that we learned about in trick-or-treating, would make that part of their tricks would be to smash pumpkins. Oh. So I'm wondering... If Billy Corgan used to do that, and that's where he got smashing pumpkins, smashing from. pumpkins from. Oh, possibly. I might actually look into that as a separate yeah, thing. It's quite interesting. <laughs> Love smashing pumpkins. So next, we actually go on to Halloween murders, and this is again as time goes on, mm. just people get a bit more macabre and sort of they take the opportunity. Behaved. Well, like I said, exactly. you can get away with a lot because, you know, you've got all these scare attractions and things where everyone's dressed up. You could quite easily... Did, not I'm trying to give any ideas. Well, people already have those ideas. Um, we're not inciting any kind of violence and or... Murder. Ad- assery. Did you hear about when, uh, at Halloween... Oh, I'll find out a bit more information about this, but I heard this on another podcast. It, m- it might have been morbid that somebody hung themselves in a tree, but it was Halloween. And so they weren't discovered for a few days because people thought it was a prop. <gasps> oh, no, I've not heard that. Yeah, that, that was obviously in America. But yeah, I'll find out a bit more about that, but that, that's a bit of an interesting one. Mm. So going on to Halloween murders, because, you know, it's bound to happen, wasn't it? Well, yeah. You know, started off as quite a sort of a, a wholesome thing and it's just spiralled into chaos. Goober's parents got married on Halloween. <gasps> That's amazing. I'm not married, but if I did get married, I would get married on Halloween. Yeah, that'd be sick. That um, is incredibly cool. I knew I liked your parents. I love them even more now. <laughs> so in the 70s and 80s, a host of Halloween-themed horror movies were released. And so it's thought that 
these then fueled um, the fear of murderous psychopaths lurking in the shadows on mm-hmm. Halloween. And, for example, the movie Halloween, starring Michael Myers as the protagonist, started off as a very, very low-budget project. And it has just snowballed into this massive franchise, yeah. which everyone's heard about. And you it's know, a classic now. It is such a classic. And there's uh, there's loads of them now as well. So, you, you know, you literally can start from the beginning and go all the way through. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea for a Halloween event, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I try and do as much as possible throughout October. Yeah. And, and also, that's one thing you do. Friday the 13th, because this year in October, there's a Friday the 13th. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm obsessed with the number 13 and I've been looking at Friday the 13th. And yeah. the fact there's one... In October is just love it. All our spooky bitches absolutely love that. The only thing that would be better if it was Friday the thirteenth in October and there was a full moon. <gasps> all the things happening. All the things would happen. All them things. Yeah. So yeah, this this became like a really successful franchise. And even if people haven't necessarily seen the first movie, they know Michael Myers. Oh yeah. It's just become a thing people you know, it's, it's always on memes, it's masks, it's T-shirts, popular culture, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this really cemented the relationship between Halloween and horror movies. Um, and it just basically ignited more fear amongst masses. And, and uh, this is what attracted sort of the new generation of more adult fans of Halloween. Goob has just found that a full moon on Friday the 13th won't <gasps> happen again until August the 13th 2049 oh that's a long time that is a long time I probably won't be here then I'm not very good at numbers but I don't want to be that old so what do you mean you won't be here then 49 2049 you'd still be here wouldn't you I don't know how old would that make me we don't want to reveal that to our listeners. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm old, though. I don't want to be that old. But that's very cool. That, that oh, that's brilliant. Thanks, Goober. So we, that is going to happen. Amazing. Well, there we go. That would be a good good one, wouldn't it? Mm. There we go. Um, so this sort of leads me on to, again, like why we've all become, uh, older people become excited by Halloween and the fact that it does kind of span all the ages because, yes, it started well, it started off as an adult thing. Yeah. It then went to bribing kids to stop them being oiks. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, the adults have come back into it in quite a few years now. Um, and so I wanted to talk about some of your favourite classic horror movies, seeing as that kind of kicked off grown-ups coming back into it again. Okay. So my, my absolute favourite Halloween movie franchise is Scream. Yes. Wes Craven just brought it all back to life, like the whole slasher thing. Yeah. Um, And I remember watching that first film, and I I was too young to watch it, but I remember it. (laughs) And it was just fresh. Um, And I was obsessed. And from that moment, I've never stopped being obsessed. Yeah. Uh, I recently watched them all. Um, The only one I can't get is Scream 4. So I hadn't seen the two newest ones. Yeah. And then they were available. So I watched them and then I thought, I'm going to go back and watch them all again. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but Screen 4 wasn't available. So I've seen I it. now have that. I, I mean, I've seen it, oh, but okay. I wanted to watch them all in succession oh, again. Oh, I see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, we, we now have Screen 4 available to us. So I'm going to probably start again. Yeah, why not? And again, you know, there's... There's, not everybody wants to do loads of stuff at Halloween, but I li- I do try and do a lot. Mm. So that's just another one thing you could do. You could have a sleepover with your friends or your partner, family, whatever, and then just watch a series of classic horror films. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's quite difficult for me because I don't get scared by them. Right. Um, so if I'm, uh, I mean, I watch, I watch them for entertainment purposes, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I'll jump and things like that, but I won't get scared. Well, especially if you've seen them. Well, yeah. The only one that does scare me, and this might be a surprise, and I don't know why. I think it's because I've read the book and it's one of my favourite books. I've seen the play, all of that lot. But The Woman in Black, it's a 12. But honestly, it's the only film where I can go to bed at night and I see her standing in the corner of the room. (laughs) And I can't tell you why. I've got a real thing about ghosts and Mm. spirits and all of that lot. Um, And... Yeah, she's she's the only one I see. She follows me. See, I, I haven't read the book, but I, I bet you that's good. 
oh, it's so it's so atmospheric and it's so cleverly done because it is all all the atmosphere. Yeah. What? is <laughs> shaking his head he at me. Why are you shaking? That is a good one. <laughs> but there's so, there's so many uh, horror sort of classic horror franchises started back in the day that again people may not have seen all the films, but they definitely recognise the characters. For example, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, classic. But the first one was good. Uh... It tends to happen sometimes, but I think it's just entertainment, isn't it? And yeah. Freddy Krueger is, is a scary idea. And I love how people aren't as scared. So like when The Exorcist was released and people were fainting and having to go to hospital yeah. whilst watching it in the cinema and stuff like that. and But now it's like... Oh, cool. <laughs> People are just so desensitised to it. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's become desensitisation because we're constantly surrounded by real life horrors. Like, I don't know. The news <laughs> that isn't real life. anyway, but still. <laughs> um, that I think nothing can be as scary as real life, perhaps. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, when you, you're playing on your senses and things like that and your inner fears and that all does come into it. But um, yeah, it's kind of watching a film. You kind of laugh when you get scared now. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, oh my God, no, I'm petrified. Yeah. Ah. Although I, when I was younger, I remember watching What Lies Beneath and I, when I was like really young, mm. I definitely should have, it was a sleepover. That <laughs> scared me back then. And Blair Witch, when when you were living with us one of those yes. times and we were sharing bunk beds. Yeah. I think I must have been so little and we were watching it together. And I was like, Helen, can I sleep with you in the single yeah. bunk bed? <laughs> So I, I agree, because I think Blair Witch, because it was so different and there was this incredible marketing campaign around the fact mm. that, is it real? Is it found footage? Was it a thing? That it was genius because it hadn't been done before. Yeah. So that's why that was so scary. And it was just so, so clever. The fact that you didn't ever see anything. It was all like power of suggestion. Yeah. I just think that's one of the cleverest horror films because you don't actually really see anything. Absolutely, and that's kind of like with the horror, the immersive horror experiences and stuff that you can do these days. Um, the ones where they play on your senses and you're constantly expecting something but not knowing when it's going to happen, that yeah. you're always on edge, and that is worse. Yeah, And exactly. then, you know, lights and stuff, and then you run into a metal wall. Exactly, <laughs> which is what, what happened to us. But yeah, well, me. Say <laughs> yeah. us, yeah. collectively. And then grew a new knee exactly which is still there <laughs> still there um so some other ones friday 13th obviously yeah um the exorcist yeah they've got the new one coming out yes that's very interesting and i remember or has that already come out at the time of we're releasing this podcast oh it'll be out yeah we'll yeah. be out by now yeah so that'll be out in the cinemas now um i the thing that well okay there's lots of things the exorcist that freak me out i wholeheartedly believe in spirits and the paranormal mm -hmm. And I, you know, whatever your opinion is, the thought of someone being possessed is extremely frightening. And the fact that in that film, the soundtracks, like the screams and things, yeah. were taken from a slaughterhouse with animals <gasps> being slaughtered. That's where all that screaming comes oh, from. I didn't know that. So that just adds a whole nother dimension of, oh my God, scariness to it. Um, and, you know, like you say, it was, that was the first of its kind, that film. And, and so for people to see that, that, is, that would, would have been terrifying yeah. to see that, hear that. And, and kids are creepy. Kids are creepy anyway, so, yeah. you know. In fact, there's a child in there. Yeah. Mm, not for me. No, thank you, ma'am. And when we went to um, the Haunted Museum in Nottingham, we saw they had a, a bed set up in there, didn't they? Yeah. That an exorcism had been performed on. Yes. That freaked me out. That Oh, yeah. I like to see, like... The real, what do you call them? Tactile? No. Spooky? Um, no. <laughs> like the actual things that were, you know, used or part of yeah. something supernatural and paranormal and like it the just, actual bed. Well, it brings it yeah. right into reality, doesn't well, it? Well, that's it's... the thing, yeah. And reality is always scarier. Exactly. So. Yeah. I, I do think The Exorcist was really scary. Um, Christine, obviously. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's our car thing. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a bit of our car thing, which was based on the Stephen King novel about um, the possessed car. Yeah, and there will be an episode on the car that inspired Christine there at some point. There will be. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely love that. And I, so, I know so much. I know too much about that car, really. <laughs> but um, And, and supposedly, Blumhouse Productions are going to remake that, but 
still nice. in sort of talks. You've then obviously got It by Stephen King. Oh. And we all know how much you love clowns. I think you're worse than me, actually. I can't. And I can't. So that's the only thing that scares me about that film is obviously the clown, which is the main part. But when you watch, um, so the original It and you got that, I mean, I'm petrified of spiders as well, but that thing at the end, oh. I was just like, oh, you've just ruined it for me. But back then it was, it was a thing, you know, and you're not too far out of hammer horror. Exactly. Did you read the, have you read the book? Yes. Because your mum lent it to me and I couldn't read it, I was too scared. No, I actually read it and I think maybe that might have been one of the triggers for me. Do you think that was worse than the film? I always find books better yeah. than the film. Because your own imagination just conjures yeah, up what it wants. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, high overthinker over here. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the thing with it, so because it is such a long book, they did it as two films. Yeah. First part, second part. Um, and then they obviously did the re-released new version. Um, oh, I want to... When was that released? It was probably alarmingly long ago. Five, six years ago? Oh, Christ. Now you're asking. But... And, you know, I think they had a task on their hands because that was... Oh, 2017 was the re-release of It, the movie. The, so there's so many fans of It and it has a cult following. Yeah. So to try and remake that, and I, th I think they did a really good job with it. I think the guy who played the clown was terrifying. Is that Bill, Bill Skarsgård? Or uh, Alex Skarsgård? Um, we'll have a look. But, yeah, he, so he played Pennywise. Yeah. And if you're scared of clowns, it is horrific. If you're not scared of clowns, then I don't know if it would be that scary. But, oh, um, I was right. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. And the cast are amazing. It's just, I think it's really good. Again, I could have just done with watching the first one. I didn't really need to watch the second one. I've only watched the first one. I haven't seen the second. But I, th I think that might have been the one that we took mum to see in the cinema. You did? You, I remember you telling me. Yeah. She kept hitting you. No, it wasn't me. She was hitting Ben. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so my, I, I get the nervous disposition from my mum. She is such a jumpy, nervous person, but she loves it. As yeah. Well. So she loves horror films, um, scary movies, all of that lot, and reading those kinds of books. But she is always on edge. And as I'm getting older, I'm getting more and more like her. So literally, she'll be watching something, she'll just lash out and smack <laughs> you right on the nose. And to wear protective clothing when you Honestly, watch films. Honestly, you need a helmet. <laughs> So what do you think started off your fear of clowns? Do you think it was, was it the book? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I also don't like, you know, those statues that stand in the oh, street okay. like, and they're, cut, like, they're painted gold or silver and then all of a sudden they move at you. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of those. I can cope mm -hmm. with them better. But honestly, Ronald McDonald can fucking do one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, it's They just look murderous and evil yeah like that is not what a child needs to see and also as evidenced by the picture of you and your mother well yeah i'll explain why i'm scared of clowns in a minute um but also with um the serial killer john wayne gacy dressing up as a oh, clown God, yeah. that's then another negative association with with that yeah absolutely and I'd, it could be an amalgamation of all different things for me with the clowns maybe i feel sick just but with, talking with about. The, so with the clown makeup when it's so crude and ooh. yeah. But when so when when you actually do it properly, because you know that you, you can, it, it is a performing art. And, yeah. And so the the makeup is supposed to all have rounded edges. Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be no jagged edges on the makeup because otherwise children find it scary. Even though we find it scary anyway. Mm -hmm. But John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer who dressed up as a clown, his makeup was very jagged. Yeah. Um, and he's done. He actually did some pictures of himself dressed as a clown. And they are on show in Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Awesome. So, Look, so yeah. See, there's pictures up right now. Goober's just got them up and I'm just like, no. how is that? N absolutely not. Well, no. my, my earliest memory, memories of clowns um, was my mother holding me in between two clowns. I think we were on holiday somewhere. And I obviously didn't like the makeup. Maybe that's what scared me. I was bawling my eyes out. I will put this picture on Instagram to show people why I'm like I am now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's just holding me there. I mean, I don't know how old I was, maybe two. Yeah, something like that. You were a dot. Absolutely bawling my eyes out and she's just holding me there for a picture. <laughs> I mean, and then she used to take me to the circus. I remember going to the circus on a regular basis and she used to make us sit at the front and the clowns would come up to me. I mean... No. 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 
So that started it all. It's a hard pass for me. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> nope. Um, so there we go. That'd be in- oh, it'd be interesting to see if anyone else has got, if anyone else's phobias, if you, if you write into us. Yeah. Um, with listener tales and things like that. Weird phobias, Weird especially. Weird phobias. Because, you know, another phobia I've got is large inflatable things. Yeah, you, yeah. But I don't know where that's come from. So I don't know if, if one collapsed on me as a kid and I just blocked Tra- it out of my mind. It's gone. Yeah, but I can't remember it. So I don't, but I do not like large inflatable things. And if I see a, a clown themed bouncy castle, forget about it. I'm gone. I will literally be over the other side of the county in five minutes. That's the worst. <laughs> um, so then you've got Carrie. Obviously, Stephen oh. King Carrie, which is brilliant, and I re- I did quite like the remake of that with Chloe Grace Moretz. I think I need to rewatch it. So I've, I read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I now need to rewatch the films because it's been a long time since I've seen them. Now, book wise, for you, Pet Cemetery. Oh God! Oh, I forgot all about that. I I see. I can't anything that happens with pets. I just can't do it. So, and I remember watching the film when I was a teenager at a sleepover and it scared the living bejesus out of me so I couldn't read that book. Didn't you live like behind a pet cemetery or no, something? No, we had so many of my pets died. Oh, that was it, They yeah. were all buried in the garden. <laughs> you had your own pet cemetery. I was absolutely traumatised from a very young age from poor dead pets and clowns. So... Doomed th- from the start. Absolutely no hope for me. Um, I haven't watched the new pet cemetery, have you? No. So that'd be interesting. But I yeah. don't know if I can. It just like, unnerves me more. Like, Maybe we should just brave into it together. I just don't want to see animals hurt. I know, I don't either, but research purposes, perhaps. Mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, another classic. Yeah. Leatherface. And there's been obviously quite a lot of remakes of that. And then The Shining, which is another. The, these are all ones I was thinking off the top of my head. These are all really good. Yeah. examples of films you can watch um at halloween but like watch them anytime oh yeah definitely and you know obviously all the stephen king books yes um and all the sort of anything edgar Allan poe well i'm gonna well ask me. you about books oh, in a minute okay. because that's your thing yeah i'm gonna ask you from for some suggestions because i also wanted to mention like s- some of the almost like modern classic Although I'm probably showing my age and they're probably not that modern anymore, but the modern classic horror films such as Final Destination. <gasps> Brilliant. Which is absolutely amazing. 13 Ghosts, which was, uh, the original one was made in 1960, I believe. Mm. And then the remake was made, I think it was about 2000, 2001. And there's talk of it being made into a series for Netflix. Oh, awesome. So that will continue it. Yeah. And that's a cool story. Yeah. I really like that. And then you've obviously got the Scream franchise, which you've spoken yeah. about. And another fantastic one is Sleepy Hollow. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is obviously, it's Tim Burton. So where do you go from there? He's a genius. And it's Johnny Depp. Well, and Christina Ricci. That is just a winning combo. That is such a good film. I love yeah, that film. I really like that. Um, Ichabod Crane. Yes. Yeah. And it's just because it's Tim Burton, the music, the styling, the costume, the set, everything is just, it's otherworldly. It's, it's perfect. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Tim Burton. And then obviously, really, sort of really modern classics, The Conjurings. Oh, Insidious. Insidious. You've got The Nuns. Um, we, although. This will be afterwards, but we watched The Nun last night. Yeah, the new one. The new one, which was absolutely terrifying. For you. For Well, yeah, it made us jump. Made Julia and I jump a lot. <laughs> Me it and is, Gabe were just like, uh-huh. <laughs> again, it's the whole supernatural thing. It's another level for me, mm. so that really frightens me. I don't actually watch gory horror films. I don't like to watch gory horror no, films. No, some people just go too far with them. Yeah, like I, was, I watched Dead Rises the other day. And Julia actually said, don't watch it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this but is horrific. They're like the originals, again, classics, Evil Dead. Yeah, true, Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then you've also, with the kind of the years of, of the series coming up and everyone been obsessed with series, you've got horror series as well. So, Scream. Yes, exactly. Stranger Things. Which is, um, you really do have to watch it. That is just phenomenally massive. American Horror Story. Yeah. Although, uh, 
Mm. Oh, I really like American Horror Story. There's ones I like better than others. Like, I think, I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched all of them. I've watched a lot of them, but there are some where I'm just like, I've lost so much interest quite quickly. I think the stories can go on it because the series are quite long, but yeah. you can watch the shorter series as well. They do. Okay. So uh, there's like one single singular episodes. Oh yeah. So that might be a bit better because it's uh, uh, no. Like I just think um, some of them just they did they just didn't hold enough for me. Like Murder House was brilliant. The first one. Yeah. I liked Roanoke. I like the witch one. Oh, in, Coven. Yeah, that Coven was really in good. New Orleans, because I really want to go to New Orleans. Oh, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think the thing with, like, I struggle with series a little bit because I my attention is rubbish. Mm. So that's why films are a bit better for me, because I will sit there and watch them. Whereas with series, I'll be like, oh, God, this is two weeks later. We're still going on with this. Yeah. Um, some of them are made, like Stranger Things. That's just spooky as hell. So let's talk about horror Halloween-themed books then, because I don't really, apart from the, the obvious Stephen King ones, I don't really know that many. Well, um, one of my favourites is Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Yeah, That's one of my favourite books in general. Um, it says so, so much about society, but also, you know, you've got the, the whole science thing behind it, the whole supernatural, you know, bringing the, essentially the dead back to life. Um, things like The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, the Woman in Black for me as well. Anything Susan Hills um, and, um, oh, crap. What's, oh, The Haunting of Hill House. Is that a book? Yeah. Do you know what? I forgot all about that. And that is one of the most terrifying things I've ever watched. That was very good. That I was very good. It's so different that. to the book. Really? It is, it is different to the book, yeah. Um, anything, did I say Edgar Allan Poe? You did before, but mention yeah. it again. Um, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, you've got the fall of the House of Usher, um, all his poems and things like that, like Nevermore with the Raven. and yeah. Oh, yeah, just absolutely brilliant. And then you've got things... So the Japanese are always into their Ooh, horror. The, yeah. And there is one... But I haven't read it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things, and it is nothing but blackened teeth, and it's all about... It's set in Japan in a haunted house. I don't know what it is about um, the, the the sort of culture and the origins of japanese horror ghost stories it hits differently it's just extra extra scary like the grudge yeah and the ring and the ring yeah Yeah. um so there are other like sort of more modern classics as well yeah definitely um but they their their minds just kind of work very weird but in a very good way does that make sense it's amazing yeah yeah that that's that's um, scary oh, gosh yeah all the Stephen King's things like Pet Cemetery, Carrie, It The Shining um... I'm reading a book that's um, it's the origin of it's sort of like the origin of ghost stories and yeah. it's ghost stories from way back when um, and when people started reporting them and things like that and that's actually really interesting and it's just this little tales of what was going on um in these big old houses and churches and things like that and that's cool because it's well it's non-fiction yeah you know um, to me definitely because obviously I like stuff like that but see that's that's another thing like reading um books on local sort of supernatural history and stuff mm-hmm. like that that's always really entertaining because you know you can relate to those so yeah. where we're from um they've got quite a few books about sort of the local ghost sightings and hauntings and legends and things like that. So that's, that's really fun. Um, so I like a bit of like, I do like a bit of nonfiction when it comes to like sort of hauntings and yeah. whatnot. Um, and then I like, if I could, I'd go and visit these places as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other thing now, I think because of the whole spiritualism stuff and the whole paranormal in entertainment on TV and podcasts and things like that, has got massive again. Mm there's all these other things have cropped up around it. So all the, the ghost tours, um, you can do sort of like overnight investigations and stuff like that. If you have a look on the internet, you don't have to just do this at Halloween. It's available all, all year, year round. round. Yeah, And that's what we need to do more of. We want to do some ghost tours, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do some of them. We'll kind of report back on them. But um, I mean, you know, that, that, that sort of brings us to... Halloween, really? I'll be really sad when it's over, but to be fair, we will just keep it going. Yeah. So we'll find something scary to do. Yeah. But I think it's it's nice to know how it started because it really did start in quite a wholesome way. Yeah. And, and then it's you just, just see how society and how that's changed has then changed 
what it is actually about. Yeah, exactly. Um, to suit the needs of the contemporary world at that time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's really interesting. It's not always for the better, but, you know. But I love the fact it's more popular over here now. Yeah, because it used to be really difficult. I mean, I've always been a fan of Halloween and it's just it was difficult to get costumes. You'd have to make them. You, you never got Halloween sweets or anything like that. Mm. So, you know, you might get when there was only four channels on the TV at Halloween, you might get a scary movie on if you're lucky. Oh, like when you were a kid and you'd read Goosebumps and Point Horror. Oh, and yeah, the Point well. Horror books. Yeah. I, I looked on World of Books, which you recommended. Yeah. And there's loads of Point Horrors on there. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. I'd like to get some. Well, that's it. Well, well, well thank you. I would, thank you. I would have spent Halloween with you yeah. and Julia and Mark. And then we've obviously, we kicked off Halloween with our scarcity experience and then there's stuff in between. So I love that. Yeah. I, and I, then we've got Hinchinbrook House, which, um, which all, we will have done before have this done, is out. Yeah. But um, that's going to be good. Yeah. It'd be nice to hear what other people have done for Halloween. And we'll put loads of pictures on Instagram, which is at Cars of the Macabre. Um, you can email us at carsofthemacabre at gmail.com that's right so yeah if you've got any stories that link have a link with cars ideally um, but also we'd really like to hear about phobias unusual phobias because yeah. I think that's an interesting one your own Halloween traditions or rituals things yeah. like that yeah absolutely um, and any of your own ghost stories well that that will come into listen the tales and if yeah. I mean ideally if they could be connected with cars it would be good oh yeah definitely even if you had to drive to a house and there was a ghost there that is still connected <laughs> with cars yes yeah. or you know something creepy happened on the drive there exactly haunted road there do you know I'm going to do an episode on that because I believe there are 1066 haunted roads in the UK oh so that's several episodes that is that certainly is so yeah send us send us anything you've got got about that Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Hells. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Best holiday in the world. And this has been brought to you by Park Lane Studios. Thank you very much. You're legend. And until next time, stay, stay spooky, spooky, bitches. bitches.